ही इज हैप्पीएस्ट बी ही किंग और पेजेंट हु फाइंड्स पीस इन हिज होम वेलकम टू सिपिंग सॉक्रेटीज वेर वी हैव वॉम सोक्रेटिक डिस्कशन ओवर अ कप ऑफ कॉफी We are Manan and Parv, and today is January the thirtieth, twenty twenty-three, and we will be talking about home. All right. I want to open by saying that home, in a very technical sense, is a place where you intend to live for a substantial period of time. The questions to answer here is one: What is living? And two: What is a substantial period of time? So as soon as we answer both of these questions we are done with the first part of thinking and then we can delve deeper into is home something physical can there be multiple homes importance of decorations pictures and what you make of what you call home what is the feeling that we call homely and what is homelessness I believe that that is a very interesting line of discussion so according to the technical definition that you've just given um do you think that there are people who do not or who are not living and still have a home <laughs> <laughs> i feel like uh, answering what is living is sort of um interesting what do you think because so the idea is people generally say i live in a home so what classifies that living because i'm alive in my home as well but i'm alive in my office too oh okay so but i'm not living in my office even though i spend maybe the same hours in the office or even in some weeks in a hectic situation when people have very tough jobs sometimes they spend more hours at office than at home and they are living either way right and we know that because now musk is actually trying to make corporate headquarters of twitter kind of like a home right he's installed beds now he's expecting his employees to work overtime and he's expecting them to live there so what you are trying to get to is the difference between being alive and living in an environment right right so what do you think is important in this like conversation what do you think what makes you feel alive versus what makes you feel like you're living that's an interesting question and i don't have an answer to it well that's why we have these conversations right because the more we ask good questions the better we sort of delve into this topic well so from my research from what i prepared i i came across a very interesting article from ikea actually which is so amazing because when someone thinks about ikea we thought we think about oh well i'm going to you know decor my home up or i'm going to buy some really cool furniture that then i can like then i can use to set up and you know invite guests over or like just create a more habitable place for my family to live in and so they they you know they have these five key factors that they sort of um looked into when they were conducting some research about trying to make home more homely and they 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 said that privacy comfort ownership security and belonging are the five key importance about trying to come up with an environment that is habitable like you said before interesting so privacy comfort ownership security and belonging right speaking of privacy 
I watched a TEDx talk that had a lot to talk about home and privacy. So when you think about home, right? right. Envision this word cloud full of things like memories, family, peace, me time, my own place, all of these happy and positively acclaimed words. Mhm. Right. Yeah. But this TED talk showed that word cloud and said all right this is given but home is where you have the most privacy this lack of surveillance which brings a lot of things to the table there is a book called scream quietly all the neighbors will hear by uh, erin prizy and it talks about uh, things like domestic violence so domestic violence um negative emotions as to being alone being bored being disconnected from the society uh self harm as in suicides or um alcohol overconsumption for alcohol all of these things also happen in the place we call our safe space because in a public area when you're outside in a restaurant they will refuse to serve you alcohol after they feel that you should not have more so this lack of surveillance is also an origin of problems in many ways what do you think of that i think that's an interesting cultural aspect that you brought into this conversation and i'll tell you why especially in south asian communities and you must be aware of it because we both you know share the same culture uh you might have noticed that your parents have this really um bizarre habit of trying to keep tabs on what you've been doing the entire day and you know there's this entire stigma around okay well my child has to be kept under control or like you said surveilled if they fall into like a a bad habit for example or if they you know just to keep tabs on you know what you're doing when you're doing it and personally i've had you know uh, some problems with that myself uh, well it's like i'm trying to this entire concept of being in your room and having your own room does not exist in south asian families you know right. there's no idea of you know having your door closed and doing working on your own thing and this seemed very you know uh unreal to me when i came to the united states as an international student because now suddenly people have privacy and i like being even being sharing a environment or you know shared space with three other roommates that i did not know before and you know respecting their space was something that i did not personally had much experience with um, living in a family of 3 because in a family of 3 you share everything right you, there's no sort of distance being created between you and your family so th- I think privacy is a huge thing and coming back to the point that you said people are now choosing to use this shared safe space as a method through which they can be themselves and um talking about some of the things that you mentioned I think most of the suicides like you said are also done in you know at your home so there's this cultural difference that comes into home where home in western cultures is more 
more open to privacy more open to safety more open to security within one's own individual space whereas in south asian communities there's lack of it right people are more collectivist people are more sharing you know that i have heard so many stories from my mother talk about living in a joint family where you have uncles and aunts living under the same roof so maybe does that change the definition of home for different people in different parts of the world interesting so you're saying that if i get that correctly then in western culture there is more individualism meaning that generally be, there are less amount of people in homes or there are less amount of people sharing the space which is why there is more quote unquote privacy than in uh, eastern cultures so that is why these false activities or negative activities might be easier to administer in western cultures i think it's not only to do with the numbers i think when you look at you know rates of suicide alcoholism depression that all exists within all the cultures albeit more so the western side but it's not more about the numbers or number of people that are living in each house i think it's also if you look at the eastern part of the world and the child is not gi- been given their safe space is not been given that space to be themselves that is also a huge cause of disruption right because when you invade someone else's space they feel like they are constrained and restrained to be who they want to be and you know who they want to grow to be so i think there's this cool dynamic between where the western world does not have you know that connection between people and so they believe more in privacy and maybe they might that's why they lean on to like alcoholism and drugs and like you know i'm obviously generalizing but that's why they feel disconnected from family and on the other hand the south asian diaspora believes that well we have to do everything together this ideas of collectivism and that does not allow individuals to try to be who they are or who they want to be interesting so so you're saying that in some way because of the dynamic of a home in uh, eastern culture there is in some way um less opportunities for a child to be created or or there due to these uh, surveillance issues they are not allowed to be creative in in some shape uh, absolutely and it's you know creativity is one thing that a child sort of in, is inherently born with to some extent uh, children are curious about the world children should be allowed to explore their environment on their own and children don't really understand the concept of home well they understand the concepts of safety right which is why when a child does not feel safe he starts crying or he starts you know asking for attention and you know he they feel unfamiliar in surroundings that are not familiar to them and that plays a huge role in how they express themselves in creativity even in cognitive ability where a child is more likely to do better when he feels safe to be who he is and i think that all relates to privacy and then obviously there's this conversation about comfort do you think homes have to be an environment where someone feels comfort i think home is the place where the person should be 
most at comfort okay there should be no other place in the world that comforts a person more than home for a sustained period of time right and so do you feel like you have been at comfort at home and what has made you feel like you have you've been at comfort at home very frankly the fact that i can take off my socks and rub my hands on my feet <laughs> is the thing that brings comfort to me the fact that i can uh strip out of those tight pants and just change into change into some nice pajamas and not having to think about uh uh not having to think about how i pre- am presenting myself to other people right so th- there's this element of trying to be not not being judged for what you do right yeah um then the interesting question is well is home a physical space or is it a type of feeling that you can then take with you everywhere you go do you think you can find people who are homely i love that you bring this up so i will tie this with the creativity discussion that we were just having right so a lot of people like you and i both of us have moved away from home to pursue education and better education opportunities and better opportunities in our career life right right but now that we've come here there is some sense of homesickness absolutely so then we find things that remind us of homes mm-hmm then once we find those things we try to hold on to those things right and when we hold on to those things we try to put them in our current accommodation which we call our home right so in our apartment here in the united states we have a lot of people that re- we have a lot of people we have a lot of things we have a lot of food items that resembles home right but isn't the point of going to a new land to discover new things and new opportunities if we even being in new lands are trying to make us ourselves comfortable there by bringing our culture to that land and then maybe in some way confined to that culture then are we killing that creativity that comes with cultural 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 blends i understand exactly what you're saying and that's the thing right for years even when you think about people colonizing other people um they have brought their own sense of what they perceive the world should be or their culture with the world it has happened to so many places like let's talk about india for example when the when you know the british uh, east india company came over and you know sort of colonized indian lands they brought up so much of their architecture in fact the victoria terminus station in bombay is still the same they they brought their uh, british design and architecture with them and so it is but inevitable that we are going to try and find something that has been most familiar to us for majority of our lives when we are in lands that we do not know anything about but you raise a really cool question and saying well the entire point of going to another land is to try and explore something different and if we don't do that 
then we risk being confined in our mental spaces to think a certain way and i think it's a huge barrier to international students especially when you have so many of them coming to different lands but at the same time you can't you can't help but feel empathy towards being tens of thousands of miles away from something that you have so dearly cherished for more than 20 years of your life right and then so many the so many people suffer with homesickness right? right and the only solution we know is going back home right now we can collect all these things we want here to feel homely but then if you were to do it why not just go back home right and this this is this is entire question right so most people who leave home are in search for better opportunities and most people who are in search for better opportunities may get them may not get them but more importantly it's the why you are looking for better opportunities i think that makes the most difference and you know we have seen people like these ourselves where you have immigrants who have moved for better opportunity my dad moved from india uh, to dubai in the 1999 in 1999 and he was a chartered accountant trying to make some more money and then he found a new home in dubai and now he's very comfortable where he is and i think he has done well for himself um and now he's sending his son to the united states of america in search for better opportunities you know a more scope of growth when it comes to what he wants to pursue um and so you get a trade off with most things uh you're trading your uh your distance with family and how close you are to them to then pursuing better opportunities where you can make an impact where you think you can make an impact and so some people choose to not do it i know so many americans who would not and this is a uh, this is so interesting because you always see east asian people or you know the eastern world trying to move towards the west right you you see large amounts of immigrants trying to you know move to western countries and search for better opportunities you know this like they call america land of freedom land of opportunity um so in search for these things you are then you you have a world that is completely separated from family but also you have a world that views the same problems in a completely different way so like everything it has a trade off so so you you've lived a good amount of time in the united states now yeah you have lived most of your life in united arab emirates and then you you also have a cultural indian background right so when i say what's home what is your answer it's such a difficult question to answer what's the first answer i would say home is back in the united arab emirates and that is only because i associate my home a lot of my home to where my childhood is um only because i've spent so much time there i have you know created so many memories there and then there's this entire aspect of well would you consider 
places where you've spent most of your time and have most memories in as your home so it's a it's a very difficult question i would say united united arab emirates dubai because it's where i've grown up in and it's i've completely imbibed that culture around me as well but then again i celebrate all the hindu festivals i eat dal chawal every single day um for those who don't know dal chawal is just rice and lentils <laughs> porridge Por- <laughs> porridge is khichdi but yeah and i do everything that a normal indian would so brings me back to the same point who am i or if i were to ask your father the question what's home for him would he say united arab emirates or would he say india despite the fact that united arab emirates has given him the life that he has right now he would say india so are we saying that in some way childhood and growing up has a huge weightage on what we call home and where we call home yeah but then that allows me to raise another question to you parv what do you think about people who haven't had the best childhoods do you think they truly have a home okay so i have an answer for that people who, like you and i who are privileged enough to have a fond childhood uh for us the best memories are from our childhood that is why maybe we associated the home with where our childhood childhood was spent right now the people who haven't had unfortunately the best childhood have hopefully grown up and found a good life somewhere mm-hmm. and have their own set of fond and fond memories also which comes with difficult times but have their good times good memories places where they thought that the moments where they thought can this moment just freeze right so maybe it's not childhood but it's that generally childhood is a fond memory that is why we are so so maybe home is associated with fond memories i love that and i think that's a great transition to what we consider like so so, so i've i've talked to some other people about what they feel like home is and some people find home in their soulmate some people find home in you know a family member some people find home in you know their siblings so are we trying to associate these emotions to an environment and then calling it home for example is home where all good things happen because if it was it people would find home and perhaps boxers would find it in a boxing gym um people who dance would find it in their dance studio um teachers would find it in their schools for like the place that with that which they're teaching or like some a passionate teacher who's teaching in their school would find it in a school right because that's where they do so so are we trying to associate these emotions localizing it to a regional space and then calling it home so if i understand the question correctly it's that is home a regional space or a country or a building is that what you're asking i'm 
just trying to ask you whether in an attempt to localize these emotions that you are feeling for example let me ask you a question when i ask you what your home is your i'm guessing your mental makeup would be your actual physical house right because that's where you find your family right but in your childhood or all the way up to like your middle school and high school i'm guessing you spend you spend the same amount of time in your school almost yeah slightly less but... slightly less but there have been times where you've had better memories in school perhaps with your friends yes so why is it that when we talk about home we immediately refer back to family and not people who are mm. or not the space that we spent almost equal amounts of time with maybe because we are taught in school that home is where you come from to school right so then school could never be home for someone like me uh uh-huh. but maybe people who live in residential schools they come to school from school yeah in a way uh-huh so for them that might become home what is university what is what is a college experience for most people where do i live right now to a person who knows what university of illinois is i would say yes i live on campus so i live at my university right so home can be school for a lot of people home can be um uh, for government officers who live basically right next to their office mm-hmm. because of the accommodation that given to them they wouldn't say they live at their office but they can say they come to office from nowhere right. from office mm-hmm. so 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 the question is can can the profession that you do and home intersect absolutely another interesting thing i just thought about was what do you think uh the airline staff considers home they're flying every two weeks you know yeah. they don't have a proper place to permanently call their home perhaps they're feeling all emotions at every part of the world you land in france and your best friend just got married and you're on another flight in another week to spain and touch wood something's just bad has just happened in spain and then they have another flight to catch in america and it just feels like there is no constant for them so maybe home is a constant well for for that argument i'll say that generally flight uh, attendants only have one route to go to right so they'll only do say ord to the dxp dxp to ord oh i was completely unaware i thought they had like different routes no so so one, uh, one attendant will always generally be assigned to 
one route until they have a shift change or so for the longest time they will have they will do only one route so they'll go to that one place say dxp uh-huh. stay there and when the flight eventually comes back because it will at right. some point because that route every other day there's a flight yeah they'll come back on the same flight then stay in chicago for a day then go back to dubai and then come back to chicago but that is also very interesting right because you're not you're not being fixated to one geographical location and then every 20 days in a month they work and then 10 days they stay in the city that they call home right i'm assuming so i mean that that is <laughs> that's obviously that's how it works like yeah so generally they stay in the city there but that's a good question like for people who are constantly on the travel like so we can change that to sales people yeah sales people they are constantly on or the go. international diplomats yeah sure yeah. they're constantly on the go okay let's let's make this as complicated as this can be okay there's an international diplomat right who needs to basically go to another country every other day mm-hmm. this person so we, we so one we can say that this person wherever they have family that's home let's say this person is an orphan does not have family mm-hmm. so now we've eliminated that now we can say okay this whatever permanent residence has been given to them yeah how do we eradicate that they put it on rent for someone else okay they have sublet it yeah and now they're constantly on the go right so then we can argue that wherever is this person's passport issued oh so you're saying cultural ties I back guess. to hope home yeah like we discussed right like you asked me what where i feel home most at I, and geographically i said dubai but culturally right perhaps india so 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 then perhaps it's cultural but i would like to propose okay early. now we can get rid of culture too right let's say this person was an orphan right mm-hmm. we um so the government agencies came in gave them a foster family in an ex country for the first two years of their life right then they seeing that that foster family was unfit they moved to another culture and mm-hmm. another country with another family yeah and constantly on the go there also right so there is no cultural tie or at least as a very weak very weak very cultural, weak cultural tie. tie to a lot of places to a lot of places but let's say the, the passport that they own is of x country mm-hmm. would they then they say that hi my name is an international diplomat and i am from x country is that all they can say when someone asks their when someone asks them where's home for you perhaps then you're leading to the point that home is more of an internal feeling than an external derivation from your circumstance or environment perhaps people may not have a home and still be at home within oneself can you house yourself can you home yourself is the question theoretically yes How actually so? no because theoretically a person a happy go lucky person who is always on the move will find the best reasons to live wherever they are 
and will say okay this is my home i love this place this is the best place ever but in reality when we live somewhere we make friends we make connections to the place we learn the place we have some kind of emotional touch to the place so then when we move we reminisce it but all the things that we just discussed privacy comfort ownership security and belonging to some extent we are responsible of making ourselves feel all those things right so if we are responsible in making ourselves feel those things then technically we can be at home with ourselves and i think that's the most beautiful thing ever maybe there is no reliance or dependency on region or culture or people or relationships that are required to make us feel at home maybe it is our feeling of privacy comfort ownership security and belonging within ourselves that we associate to in terms of region or in terms of culture in terms of relationships maybe it is us who is making ourselves feel that way with these people with these cultures with these practices that make us feel like we are at home you think you can make yourself feel belong isn't it a sense of community that gives you a sense of belonging because that is a that is a marketing um, scheme for a lot of things and a lot of places come here this is where you belong as in this community is where you belong absolutely but i think it is eventually when you are at your deathbed you have one month to live are you going to be dependent on everything around you to feel at home is a question if you are then that's the type of person you are if you aren't or the way i would see it is i have housed myself and i'm going to feel at home with myself before i can be or feel at home with anyone else so with that logic a person can never be homeless <laughs> i think that's a great point to end this podcast with but i feel like there's still so much to explore and there's still so much to talk about but what do you think what do you think do you think you can ever be homeless is home a choice <laughs> that's um well yeah you can be homeless <laughs> in the, the very literal sense yeah in the very literal sense but yeah but if you are okay and... here's a good question to explore that you bring a bunch of homeless people around each other are they still homeless then around each other in a place where i mean around each other each one has their own privacy each one is in the comfort of other homeless people each one has security in knowing that other homeless people will help you and you will help other homeless people and you have a sense of belonging maybe it's not about a physical space maybe it's about a feeling of having these things and then associating that with them 
well in the shearing cold that is outside i don't think they're going to feel comfortable but if you bring 10 people will they not share the warmth i don't think that's how it works bro why not why do you think people stick together when it's cold i mean yeah but it wouldn't be warm enough so that they're comfortable it's not comfortable yeah, uh, would warm. they be it's more com- warmer right but would they be more comfortable sticking together yes then why wouldn't it be a home they're not more comfortable they are less uncomfortable <laughs> right but i feel like this is a very pessimistic optimistic way to like we can keep going forward but what i'm trying to say is home is i in my opinion not a physical place perhaps it's not even relationships culture or any of that or a sense of community i just feel like we associate our emotion of you know having some privacy having comfort feeling like we belong somewhere having some security to things around us right there are things there are physical objects that can make people feel like they're at home right like for example um a soft toy that you once had when you were a kid or your favorite bat that you used to bat with when you used to play cricket your favorite ball or any of those things can make you feel like you're right at home because we use these emotions to attach them to objects physical locations places people cultures festivals food and why do people say maki dal because she had made it day in and day out every single day when you were growing up and you attached that feeling of home to something as simple as dal beautiful bro yeah it is and i feeling i i i feeling i feel like being at home is also beautiful feeling like you're at home is also beautiful this time when i came back home from oh well that's so weird because i used home and i don't even know what i mean by home um this time when i came back from dubai um i felt i like went through a wave of emotion where i was like why is it that leaving from somewhere is so hard to do regardless of where you are right like when you've stayed at a particular place with a particular a set of people with certain practices that it is equally as hard for me to leave champagne as it is for me to leave home back from dubai and i guess then i just thought about what constitute as home and at the end of the day people are going to realize that no matter where they come from where they go to where they leave from they're going to have to home themselves before they can feel at home somewhere else that's the only constant is it like you need to love yourself before you love someone else similarly so you similarly you need to you need to be at comfort with the only constant you'll have or have which is yourself in terms of feeling at home because everything else is probably just dynamics beautiful tell me something that reminds you of home 
I don't know why this came to my head, but so on Diwali, yeah. Every Diwali, what a joyous occasion in India! What a beautiful time to be alive! Yeah. Every Diwali evening is when we have this um, this religious activity slash puja, which we call Heed ki puja. Okay. Heed is a dia attached to some bamboo sticks. Mm-hmm. so that you can hold it from afar it's okay. like sticks and at the end one one end of the stick you hold one end of the stick there is a dia right and you light it then you go to the eldest person in the house who at the time for most of my life used to be my grandfather now is my grandmother and then you say these beautiful words hido diwali pua papdi tel melodo meaning this is the Diwali of Heed. Pua papri are Indian delicacies. Right. Have pua and, and papris. Tail mm-hmm. melado meaning, please put tail in this dia so that it may light forever until the next Diwali. When I will have puas and papris again. That is so beautiful. And then the elder person, whoever you go to and say this to, you touch their feet. They give you their best blessings and they give you certain amount of currency with it. And then after all of this, when I went to buy my favorite candy with that currency, that is the feeling of home. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, bro. Uh, but the moment that I get the gratitude of... And and that's when I realize the privilege of living in a joint family, of knowing that all my... Cousins are around, we're ready to burst the next firecracker. Uh, and there's people coming for sweets and puas and papadis. That is a very, very homely feeling. Mm-hmm. So the 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 smell of of uh, candles and diyas in the air, that Diwali joyous feeling is homely to me. Yeah, I can... Like... That's the thing, when you even think and describe these things to me, I can almost smell the Puan Papri's, like you said, I can see the visual firecrackers in my head. And yeah, I, I sort of relate to that. With that, I think is a good time to end this podcast. I wish our viewers are thinking about what's homely to them, what's their home, what they call home. Is it something physical? And are they at home? I hope you guys are at home. Yeah. And with that, I think we've come to the end of our first podcast. Take care and see ya. Thank you.